Welcome to the Cyber Life Podcast. Remember, if you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, download, rate, five stars, of course, and share this podcast with everyone you know. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Cyber Life Podcast. My name is Ken Underhill. I'll be your host. And in today's episode, a pretty short episode today, we're just going to talk about the recent article by Forbes on the uh, government um, changing regarding like the the critical infrastructure here in the U.S. So um, the whole kind of debate is uh, the government's like, oh, we need to, you know, go back to uh, essentially have like a manual fail safe. Um, and without giving too many details away, because obviously this podcast can reach anybody around the world um, and potentially some nefarious people as well. Again, if you're uh, a nefarious person listening to this, please be good. One, uh, one hour a month is all I require. Um, the rest of the time you can do what you want. So anyways, uh, the whole debate here is, is uh, you know, are we, should we revert back to uh, sort of the olden ways of doing things, of having that manual um, uh, fail safe where we, you know, then have to make sure we have prop people properly trained and have enough people and that sort of stuff, especially in an industry where there is a huge uh, shortage, um, you know, from the security industry and then also inside of the uh, critical infrastructure realm, uh, there's specifically, you know, a shortage of, of qualified people um, in the ICS and SCADA world. Um, ICS, SCADA, OT, uh, you know, you'll hear all those terms out there if you're familiar with that um, type of area of the industry. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things, you know, do you, do you have enough people? Are they trained? Um, you know, and then the flip side of that is, you know, uh, should we not have these uh, things connected to net, you know, to the generalized network where we can then use analytical tools and see what's going on a little more in depth, you know, so that's a whole debate. Um, you know, the whole, you know, my thought on it is it's great, but um, for anyone that lives in the U.S., we know that the government takes forever. And in fact, when I read the article, uh, I was mentioning that, you know, it's like a two year, uh, you know, quote unquote, uh, test run or trial run type of thing that, that they're uh, they're planning to do. It hasn't been passed yet or anything, but that's kind of what they're planning to do. So um, definitely let me know your thoughts on this. Uh, you know, for me, my perspective, you know, it's one of those things of, OK, we we were we increase our cost we try to find people that are trained number one we have a shortage right we all know that um we try to then find people that are trained for these things and get enough of them uh and hope that the human element here even though they're trained we you know we hope uh you know that they're trained enough to do, to uh go through and actually do the stuff that we need them to do uh, as far as a manual process or you know as far as the uh, manual fail safe now, I did mention uh, that on this episode, I would be talking about why an Etch-A-Sketch is a good backup plan. Uh, and this is just my personal opinion. Obviously, if somebody gets physical access to your Etch-A-Sketch and they shake it, then there goes all the stuff that you were saving on there. But for the most part, if you uh, write something on an Etch-A-Sketch and you tuck it away in the closet in a secret spot, um, then I can't get physical access to it and I can't mess with it. So that's my whole argument on Etch-A-Sketches in a nutshell. You know, again, just making sure that you uh, put it in a safe spot so you don't shake it. Uh, for those that don't know what an Etch-a-Sketch is, uh, the older crowd out there will obviously know. Uh, just Google search it and, and see what it is and and, uh, and buy one, by the way. Have fun with it. Um, I was never really talented with an Etch-a-Sketch. I was that guy that couldn't even draw a stick figure. Uh, but some people were able to draw like masterpieces, right? Like you've got, I had some friends that were draw. they weren't drawing the Mona Lisa, but they were able to draw like some really cool things with an Etch-a-Sketch, and here I am like trying to just make a circle, right? And I couldn't even, couldn't even make a circle. So that's my whole spiel on uh, Etch-a-Sketches uh, and why I talk about them so much. Uh, it's just one of those fun things that, you know, you don't connect them to the internet. 
so you know back in the day we we didn't have this world wide web necessarily that everyone's used to especially the millennials they're used to that stuff um, I remember dial-up. I remember I was so excited to have dial-up. First time I ever had dial-up. I was actually so excited to get uh, AOL. Um, and uh, I think I even used AOL chat. I forget the chat I used. I think it was, yeah, AOL Instant Messenger. Oh, man, I, I felt so cool. And the first time I was um, uh, like chatting with like local, uh, you know, people and like local girls that I wanted to hook up with type of thing. Uh, anyways, I, I'm, I'm spilling the beans here. But, uh, yeah, just, just chatting with people. I just thought it was so cool. And back then, you know, there, there were some nefarious characters, but for the most part, locally, you didn't really have to worry about that necessarily way back then. Uh, but obviously, nowadays, you, you do. Um, and, you know, the criminal uh, hacker element wasn't as profound as it is nowadays. So, you know, everything's, you know, you're all out there anyways, you know, nowadays. But uh, reminiscing a little there uh, from the early days, uh, and that's the kind of things that I did. Uh, like, yeah, if anyone remembers dial-up, uh, the good old thing. And then when, you know, when somebody would call you, you're on the internet, you're trying to do something, you're like, you're trying to send that email or something or search the web. And all of a sudden somebody's calling you, you know, and it, it knocks off the internet uh, while they're calling you and that sort of stuff. So um, just reminiscing there. But again, going back to the whole debate, just let me know your thoughts on that of, uh, is it even valuable to try to, you know, go back to the manual process or should we just stick with what we have uh, and understanding that there's so many complexity levels of a quote unquote power grid um, that a lot of people don't know about and the media doesn't know about and stuff like that. So uh, let me know your thoughts and we'll see you in the next episode.